Welcome back to another episode of Tuxedo Time. Where Pod- we were tuxedos. Podcast. Oh, I Damn messed it. it up. We did it. We nailed it in the last episode. Well, it's where we wear tuxedos, which is what I'm doing right now. Yep. And, and it's it time. time. Podcast edition. edition. Wilderness edition. Wilderness. Okay. So in the last episode, we recorded outside. In this episode, we're also recording outside, but we've leveled up the outdoor setup. Let's just paint this picture here. Paint it, Chris. We've got some lanterns for ambiance. Yep. We have a candle in some glass tube. Okay. Those are called lanterns. Those are called, those are called, wait. Yeah. Look, those are called. This is a descriptive video here, okay? Candle lanterns. Okay, fine. We have a lantern. A candle in a lantern. Two candles and, and two lanterns. And then to my left, we have a propane fire pit, which is not only providing nice, gorgeous light, but is also warming up the space. You know when we go, like, sometimes you go on vacation and you stay at, like, a nice hotel and you're, like, in a warmer climate and you're out in, like, the patio areas and they have these propane fire pits around? Yep. And people are always using them. You never get to, like, enjoy them because there's people have already claimed their spots. This is Hotel Becky and Chris. This is podcast edition. Man, what a mood! It's nice. What yeah, a mood. And it's blue hour right now. Yeah, it's past sunset, but still light out, and everything's very bluish. But then and the warm amber from the mm-hmm. candles and the fire pit—it's very nice. It's still warm out too. I think I think it's time to like level up the patio. The pat the whole patio needs to be replaced. But we're not going to do that this summer. But I think I need to go to like um, the hardware store and get some plants and just like tidy up and set up. We need a barbecue, Chris. We need a barbecue. It's true. We've been cooking so much since the pandemic. Correction. You've been cooking so much since the pandemic? I've been cooking so much since the pandemic. Let me tell you, actually, I think I remember saying this to our buddies, that growing up in a... Growing up in the patriarchy, (laughs) Okay. I always expected when I got married, my wife would cook meals. Yep. And then we got married. Mm Mm-hmm. And I your wife didn't realized cook meals. that my wife would not cook meals. You realize your wife was a piece of shit. It's okay. Whatever, you know, 2020. Thank you for accepting me the way I was. And Damn. you have redeeming qualities. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And then now the pandemic hit 2020, the world got flipped upside down. And now all of a sudden I have a wife that cooks. It's so fucking crazy. And But cooks well. Thank you. Thanks. I've been practicing. And so I don't mean that as surprise and any disrespect. I'm but, surprised. I mean, comparing where we were before. Yeah. Where you were before to where we are now. I mm-hmm. haven't changed at all. I'm still the same piece of shit. Listen, I make you learn some stuff sometimes. But, yeah, you've been cooking like gourmet meals every night. Like well, that are just as good as any restaurant that we'd go to. Well, thank you. That means fabulous, a lot. Fabulous dishes. Thanks, babe. And I think the more impressive thing is that you do it, most of it now, just being like, hey, I'll just throw a little hint. Like you're not really following no recipes. recipes. It's just kind of like, oh, well, I'll make a roux here and then add some cheese to this. And now, yeah, <laughs> boom, got a cheese sauce. I mean, cheese makes everything better. Let's be honest. Truth. Yeah. But anyway, no, it's it's good. Here's the thing. When you have somebody who's super neurotic about germs and viruses and shit, (laughs) sorry, we're both sipping tea right now and a large bug flew into my tea and Chris switched with me. So now he's drinking bug juice tea. Cool. With a bit extra protein. Yeah. So um, back to what we were saying. Um, When you have a wife who is as neurotic. Hey, what do you think the transmission rate on a mosquito of COVID-19 is? Oh my God. I didn't think about that. Is it? I'll tell you. It's zero. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> when you l- let me finish, when you have a wife who is neurotic and obsessive about germs, um, and then a pandemic hits where people are getting sick, the result is that person, your wife, is afraid to leave the house and feels like COVID is on every surface. So, for like we used to eat out a lot. There's a moth on my pop screen. We used to eat out a lot. Pandemic hit. I panicked. 
bought a lot of macaroni and cheese and tin stuff and didn't really know what to make and then got really sick of eating like shit. So I decided to start cooking. Mm-hmm. And I started, you guys out there in the universe um, on Twitter suggested me Sam the Cooking Guy. And he changed my life. So I started watching Sam the Cooking Guy because you guys recommended him on Twitter. And he swears a lot and he's Canadian. So obviously I related to that. Yeah, that's pretty much right up your alley. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it was He's perfect. really funny, actually. He's funny and his recipes are fantastic and they're not fussy. It's like throw this in here, throw this in here. It doesn't measure anything. It's just like you just watch how much he puts in stuff and then you just do it. It's great because I think I feel like you by you watching those, that is teaching you how to cook rather than just teaching you how to follow a recipe. Dude, I've learned how to trim a pork butt, debone a pork butt, trim an entire beef tenderloin. Like not just the little piece you get, like the big Jesus piece. The $100 one. I haven't done it yet, but I learned. Like, it's crazy. I'm learning so much shit. So that, and then also, like, hanging out with Iz and Johnny. Like, they're really into cooking. And I learned, like, a bunch of meals that we eat a lot. Like, certain types of taco, breakfast tacos and stuff. Like, I learned from them. Delicious. I love eating. I love eating, too. I love eating what you create. The problem is, is that people on YouTube think I'm pregnant. But I just gained weight because I'm eating a lot. <laughs> Not pregnant. Old COVID-19 pounds. <laughs> Quarantine 15. <laughs> anyway, what is this episode about? We were talking about food. Oh, I'm hungry now. Um, I don't know, but I will end off by saying I don't think that the incidence of fomite transmission on takeout food is something that's very oh. easily quantifiable. Okay. And so fomite transmission means transmission of viral particles on surfaces like doorknobs, handles, tables, packaging. Mm-hmm. And there are studies that have shown that viral particles can live for up to a few days on hard surfaces. That's terrifying. But that's like an ideal lab condition. And I think I said up to, don't quote me on these numbers, but up to 24 hours on cardboard. But I think in real life, you're going to have a lot less chance of that. So, Well, we started after like a few months, we started getting takeout every now and then first it was like oh we're, we want mcdonald's we broke down i had mcdonald's once and it was after like three months mm-hmm. and then we got tacos a couple of weeks later and then yep. we had wings so i feel like we're definitely not eating out as much as we used to like we were eating out probably four or five times a week which is yeah. excessive but now we probably eat out once every two weeks i would say yeah but it's not an all or nothing thing it's not like oh you 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 broke down and ate out once you're all of a sudden gonna be bombarded with risk yeah it's like you eat out less you take on less risk Mm -hmm. because you're trying to protect against that stochastic event of transmission, which is not guaranteed. So increasing the number of times that you eat out would increase the probability, but it's not like eating out more will make you sicker. It's not like a dose dependent relationship. Right. Anyway. I almost feel guilty every time I eat out. I'm like, what if that was the time that I touched something and got COVID? And then what if I regret it? And And then you thought, what if you give it to me? And then you thought, oh my God, I killed my husband. Those are all the thoughts that go through your head. True. But anyway. Do I know how you think or do I know how you think? You know how I think, baby. Anyway, today's episode is not about COVID or cooking or eating out. Today's episode is about computers. But we're not techie people. Well, Chris is techie. My friends here like to call me Techie Becky, but I feel like. Techie Becky. (laughs) In that group, I think I'm techie. But um, in the group that I'm in now with Chris, I am not techie. It's all relative. The group, a.k.a. marriage. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about computers. And also the YouTube space. What? The YouTube space that we're in. Yeah. We have a lot of friends that are very tech-oriented. Correct. And you could say that we loosely overlap in that realm. Yeah. That's the funny thing. We use tech, but we don't review tech. But our channel's not about tech. Right. Our channel is about our life. And same thing about this podcast. It's about all the things. And 
during our life, sometimes technology happens. And during our life, sometimes there's some really stressful moments that require new technology, which spark an idea for a video slash podcast, which is why what today's podcast is. Exactly what it is. Before yeah. we start that, though, I'm looking at you right now behind this pop screen, which is a big circle. Yeah. And you look like that Pokemon that looks like a flower like this. <laughs> Or that meme with the what you, la, 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 meme with the mouth. That's like a big la, circle. Oh, because my pop screen. Because your pop screen looks like a big circle. Oh my god! Like, look at me and picture that this pop screen is a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't unsee it now. I'm sorry. I can't look. Can't look at you. <laughs> All right. Sorry, guys. So this podcast is about tech. Yeah, kind and of. But listen, if you're not into tech, stick around because we're idiots. So hopefully <laughs> you'll have a few lols and that. Yeah. You know? So we should approach this from the standpoint of assuming that people don't know what the new Mac Pro is. Okay. And by new, I mean the 2019 Mac Pro. So the 2019 Mac Pro came out in 2019, and Webster's oh Dictionary God. defines Mac Pro. <laughs> no I'm kidding. 2019 Mac Pro noun. Noun. The okay. computer that was released far thousands of days later than the previous iteration that was released in 2013. Now, we're not accidentally saying Mac Pro and leaving out the MacBook Pro. No. We're talking about the Mac Pro desktop Tower. computer, not the MacBook Pro, not the iMac or the iMac Pro. We're talking everything about everything has the, Pro in the name now. Yeah, now. we're talking about the cheese grater Mac Pro desktop computer that Apple neglected for eight years, longer than eight years, because the trash can was a really poor well, six years because it went Execution. from 2013 to 2019, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so so the the, the pro line of, of desktop that Apple creates. And to go back historically, when I was doing video in the early 2000s, I was using a Quicksilver G4. Mm-hmm. Which, which was, is like basically a Mac Pro before Mac Pros. Right, yeah. Then the Mac Pro came out and that was like, uh, then it was the G5. Yes. And I skipped that. And then the Mac Pro came out in 2008. Mm-hmm. And then... I jumped on and got that, and that kind of was the the G5 was kind of the start of the cheese grater look to the silver tower with the holes in it. But the 2008 Mac Pro, I think, was the first switch to Intel chips. Yes. And I jumped on that one, got that, and that was an amazing computer for so long because we went that made it all the way till 2013, Mm -hmm. which is five years in computer time. Yeah. And then at that point, you and I had moved in together. We were cohabitating, (laughs) and you were using my computer primarily and then it got too old and slow so we bought a 2013 mac pro for you which was the trash can a black cylinder at the time we were doing some video work and some pretty heavy photo work right so we we deemed necessary we yeah, needed the power you were running your company bull creative basically which was well technically our company yeah. but you were doing primarily photo work design work some video work. Yeah. And now I was doing like commercial design work. So I was designing these like massive billboards, which, so let's rewind for a second. My computer history, when I graduated or when I was in school for graphic design, I had a 17 inch MacBook Pro. It was like maxed out. I had a lot of issues with it. I ended up getting it replaced and that was great. I replaced my 17 inch MacBook Pro with a 13 inch MacBook Pro, but These files that I was working on, these massive billboards, were huge Photoshop files. And just, like, my computer could not handle it, which is why I started using your computer to begin with. And then eventually we got the Mac Pro because I was doing that stuff. So Uh, we were always kind of on board with with Apple's Pro and high-level desktop. 
Um, but then they went from 2013 to 2019, just didn't release anything in that sector. I think that's probably one of the longest they've ever gone in any product line before upgrading. I was ready to give up on them, man. Yeah. And finally, well, I did give up on them. I, went I know in, you did. You won PC. I've got a PC. Yeah. <laughs> I have a PC laptop. Um, so fast forward to 2019, they released the Mac Pro and it's highly configurable, but the price tag is like exorbitant. It's through the roof. The maxed out Mac Pro with top of the line everything is listed at like $50,000. 50000 US. I think it's over that. Yeah. So, of course, when they released this computer, all of the headlines were like $50,000 Mac Pro. And all of these tech YouTubers were getting the 50000 Mac Pro to review. And which what, was is, the, what was the entry level? Like, what's the bottom of the barrel configuration? I think it was like, like six thousand. Is that where it starts? I think at? it was like six or seven thousand bottom. But here's the thing: if you're a person who wants a professional Mac desktop and you don't have fifty thousand dollars to spend, it was impossible to find reviews on this Mac Pro with specs that a normal user would with want. With like a realistic configuration. With a realistic configuration with a realistic price tag. Who's paying $50,000? So here's the thing also that I saw. A lot of people were saying, if you're a YouTuber, you don't need a Mac Pro. Not like the maxed out one, just like straight up, this computer is not for you because it's expensive and it's too powerful. You'll never use. Debatable. Which, yeah, I disagree. Hard disagree. And you pay, you pay a premium and everybody knows you pay a premium for Apple hardware. Yeah. You're going to pay more apples to apples. You're going to pay, no pun intended, you're going to pay more for Apple hardware than you will for an equivalent specced computer in PC land. Right. But what you're paying for is the familiarity and the ease of use of the operating system, if that's what you're into. Mm -hmm. And you're paying for things just working more smoothly. And I will attest to that 100%. I have straddled both sides of the PC Mac uh, spectrum for my whole life. Mm -hmm. I started off on an Apple in the 94. I then switched to a Sony Veo computer, which ran Windows in the late 90s, early 2000s. I then switched back to Mac or OS X with um, the G Quicksilver G4, and I stayed Apple all the way until they neglected their pro community, and I ended up doing a partnership, actually, with NVIDIA, and they supplied me with a PC laptop. Which was actually perfect. Which works out you, perfectly. You were always like chirping you. me, yeah, for like a year, and I was like, just get your own freaking computer, and you just like never pulled the trigger. Well, it's like kind of those things where like you did all the editing and computer work in our relationship, and there's yeah. never I never really had a need to have my dedicated own computer. Well, not until you started flying FPV. Right, yeah. And then kinda... that's when it kind of changed. Right. Sorry if you could hear that. But anyway. Yeah. So where are we going with this? So where we're going is that Apple finally updated their pro line of their desktop computer, finally after several, so many years. Mm -hmm. And they came out with a computer that was more expensive than any computer they historically have ever uh, released. You could buy three cars for yeah. the cost of a maxed out Mac Pro. Right. That's like more than a down payment on a house. Right. So our, our Mac Pro, where did you where did you settle? How did you figure all that out? Okay, so I looked for reviews to try to figure out baseline, like what was the absolute baseline that I could get in a Mac Pro without spending too much money, but that was still not cutting corners. That would still give me enough power and juice to like do the processes that I wanted to do. Because yeah. my biggest fear was that I was going to spend a shitload of money on getting this desktop, but not spend enough money in getting the better, the best upgrades. And then I'd have issues all over again. Right. right? Or you'd spend like twice as much as an iMac Pro, but mm -hmm. get performance that was the same as an iMac Pro. Exactly. So yeah. I, I watched Matty Poya's video. He ended up spending about 20 grand on his Mac Pro. Is that 20 grand Canadian? Canadian. 
Um, And then I found one other video. Every single video that I looked at were complete spec'd out $50,000 Mac. So anyway, I ended up finding a video. I can't remember who it was who did it, but it was basically a $10,000 Mac Pro versus a $10,000 iMac Pro. And he basically did render times and did some tests and basically said like the Mac Pro is better, it's faster, but you're getting a screen with the iMac Pro, so it makes more sense, which... Yeah, that's, a, that's another piece of value you do get. So anyway, I ended up purchasing a new Mac Pro. We mm-hmm. ended up. I've been putting it off. Finally, we'll tell you why we did it in, in a few minutes because we haven't told that story. So the specs on your Mac Pro, mm-hmm. you got the 16 core 3.2 gigahertz processor. You left it at a base 32 gigabytes of RAM uh, with the intent of upgrading with third-party RAM later. And you upgraded, you went to the middle of the row with the internal storage at two terabytes uh, solid-state internal storage. And that was it. You also got Apple Care. Always get Apple Care when you buy Apple computers. I've had so many bad experiences with like, well, actually, my first experience with Apple, I had a terrible experience with my 17-inch MacBook Pro that was broken. And then they tried to sell me, re-give me a refurbished one. Right. You were like, let me get this straight. I bought a brand new computer and you it's guys like want to re- replace it with a refurbished model yeah, because no. this is a lemon. Yeah. Yeah. That was, they finally replaced, just gave you a new unit. Yeah. So actually. are we going prices on how much you spent? Okay. Should we just put the transparency hat on? Yeah. Here's the thing, because it pissed me off. I couldn't find any prices in any specs. Well, your computer without factory in the third party RAM came to after tax $11,740.65. That's including, including Apple Care. Okay. So that's nowhere near the $50,000 that everybody was reviewing. Right. And how much is the... Is the RAM. So we got the base 32 gigs of RAM in the Mac from Apple. Right. The upgrade. We took to, that out and we, we put in. We did. We, we took that out and we put in 192 gigs of DDR4 RAM. How many sticks and how big were they? 32 gig sticks? Six, six 32 gig sticks. And that was 1229.99. So I think it was like five grand to upgrade it through Apple or something or three grand. It was like a significant amount more. So we just opened it up and we got it here and we upgraded the RAM. So So that's a grand total of $12,970. So 13 grand is basically. Right. And we got the two terabytes internal because we knew we had excessive RAID storage. We also picked up an 84 terabyte Thunder Bay 6 RAID 5 um, 6 drive storage bay from Otherworld Computing. Not sponsored, paid for all of it. But we do like Otherworld. Yeah, we've been ordering them from years. Yeah, they've been great. I feel like that I ordered from them back in the day of the two, days of the 2008 Mac Pro. Yeah, we've been using them for a long time. Their customer service is really good. We're running up out of storage space on our existing RAID tower. We've gone through like three or so RAID towers, just filling them up. But it's funny because there, there was this phenomenon. I don't know if it was by a physicist or some computer science person, but they were basically saying, I don't remember the name of it either, but they were saying that as time progresses Mm -hmm. storage capacities for computers increases in an exponential rate so like for a given size on a chip you can store more and more data right and price will reflect that too but i found that too it's like every time we upgrade our storage unit or we get more for like the same cost we're we're paying the same amount you pay you're paying we're paying like roughly like two thousand dollars say for a tower plus full of hard drives and given that constant price point we're able to get more and more storage in every iteration. Because mm-hmm. the first Thunder Bay drive we bought was like, what, 12 terabytes? Next one was 15 terabytes. Okay. Then we bought like a 40-something. And then the other day we bought the 84 terabyte. And they've all been sort of in the roughly the same price range of like $2,000, give or take. I think we went a little bit higher on this one because it's a six-bay raid. Yep. 
Okay. But yeah, if we had gone with the smaller one, we probably would have come in at like 50 or 60 terabytes. Yeah. And probably did it for 2000-ish. Consider this a $13,000 Mac Pro, which yes. is an insane amount of money because you can buy a car for that much. However, Sim but simultaneously, it's not that much when you compare it to the fact that people are literally buying $50,000 Mac Pros. My last Mac Pro lasted six years. So if you divide that cost over six years, math man, what's that? How much is that per year, assuming that your computer lasts for six years? Uh, it's about like $2,000, a little over $2,000 a year. Okay. So you divide that up over your monthly costs. How much is that? So it's like $200 a month. So when you break it down like that, it's not insane. A. B. I use my computer more than I drive a car to the tune of like 20 million times. <laughs> Not math. But I use my computer more than I drive a car. My computer makes me money. Well, he, I rely he, on my computer every single day that's, to that's make thing. content. And here, here's the crux because right now there are going to be listeners who are taking, they're going to be, this is going to really rub them in the wrong way. Yeah. And they're going to have a big problem that you spent so much on a computer. However, the problem with that stems from the fact that a lot of people don't look at YouTube as a quote-unquote real job. Mm -hmm. So if you were a, a farmer yeah. and you said, oh, I spent 13 grand on a tractor, people would not bat an eye. It's a tool That's true. that is used to generate revenue. This <laughs> is no different than a farmer buying a tractor than you as someone who's making your primary source of income on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's just another tool. You're right, 100%. You expense it, you make money from it, you get a return on your investment. Yep. End of story. No, that's 100% true. It's funny, like, as I was doing the research, all of the bigger YouTubers were saying, like, oh, if you're a YouTuber, you don't need this computer. Which, if you can't afford that computer, don't get that computer. Don't put yourself in the hole for that computer because of whatever. If you can afford it, great. But I disagree because I've tried a number of computers and we shoot everything in 4K. We're doing a lot of rendering of 360 clips, different codecs, massive raw file editing, and even just like multi-processing, you know, of like running Lightroom, dumping cards, editing in Premiere at the same time. And um, yeah, you weren't able to do that before. I wasn't able to do that before. So yeah, like for me, it makes sense. Like a laptop is not powerful enough for my workflow. And a lot of people are just saying, oh, just get the MacBook Pro. Just get this. And like, I'm like... I did that two years ago. That's a lot of thoughts that people who are quote-unquote true filmmakers think. Like there's this unspoken or sometimes spoken uh, inferiority complex, I'm going to label it as, where people who are traditional filmmakers don't view YouTube as a real medium mm -hmm. and a real art form and a re as real filmmakers. Yeah. Which obviously is BS, mm -hmm. but I can see how it comes. It's like any... It's like photographers don't think people who primarily display their work on Instagram as real photographers. Right. It's just the old hating the new. Mm -hmm. It's a cycle that is as prevalent as, as, you know, as time itself. Like there's always going to be the old school hating the new school. Right. And it's going to continue on. You see it with people on social media who now are the people who hate TikTokers yeah. or think that they're like, oh, this is not real social media. It's, it's, it's all BS. But going back to the computers, I can't help but think that a lot of these people are saying, if you're a YouTuber, you don't need this because I'm more of a filmmaker than you. Therefore, you don't need as powerful a computer as I have. Probably. Right. I remember being there like when we talked about photography in one of our last podcasts, we were talking about switching from Canon to Sony and that attitude as a photographer like that we used to have like when we started, it was almost like a little bit arrogant. Yeah, you feel like you had to you had to prove something. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like sometimes people people have to prove something. But I feel like we're getting a little bit off topic. But <laughs> yeah, we ranted now for the last <laughs> we ranted, ten minutes. We might, maybe we'll cut that out. But yeah, so going back to the computer, Chris, you've always said 
always buy the best computer that you can afford. Correct. Because if you're investing that much money, it's going to like, hopefully your investment will kind of hold up. If you're well, like, if you're like over investing in your computer, because technology is just going to get bigger and more difficult to handle right. on your computer, right? That's what I've always thought is that technology is rapidly changing. So get the best computer you can afford now because it's only going to be outdated that much quicker mm-hmm. if you don't buy the best you can afford. But the key in the, that whole statement is what you can afford. Exactly. Because if you're using it, say, from a business standpoint, you've got to realize that your you say your computer is good for six years and you spend $12,000 on it, you know, that's $2,000 per year. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to make back $2,000 per year in order to make it a worthwhile investment. But on top of that, it's kind of like a car. You drive it off the lot and you exponentially, your your depreciation is exponential. So your first year, you might lose half that value. So realistically, you've almost got to recoup the cost of half that computer in the first year. Mm -hmm. So I don't mean just go bust the bank and then throw you know if you just be careless and and buy a computer you can't afford no it's not the that's not the message here well that's why we were kind of doing that research to figure out how much do we have to spend to get what we need out of a computer right because we weren't about to drop and is 50 this feasible grand. yeah because exactly. the law of diminishing returns 100 percent applies to computers Definitely. like it does everything else in life and mm-hmm. especially in tech yeah but you know and so you know meaning that the more mo- you throw exponentially more money at something and it only gets incrementally better. And I've said that before on multiple podcasts about multiple different topics, but it's so true with so anything true. computer related. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, would a $12,000 computer be twice as good as a $6,000 computer? No. No. It's just a little bit better. It's a little bit better. But if is that little incremental, in, incremental improvement worth it to you? And that's the only, you're the only person that can make that decision. Yeah. You can end up getting in this infinite loop of waiting because technology news cycles. Bitch, I've been waiting for six Yeah, technology years. cycles are so fast in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. that you'll be waiting forever for that perfect computer or that perfect camera. God, yeah. You know, you know reference the Canon EOS R5 and R6. You know, that announced, they announced that months ago. And people are like, oh, you should wait for that. It's like, no. bitch, I've been waiting for Canon to release a good camera since 2016. But you know what I did? I didn't wait. We bought an A7S II in 2016, and it's been serving us strong for our entire YouTube career, essentially. Yeah. If we were waiting for Canon to release a camera, we'd still be waiting. We'd never have created anything. Right. So I'm a firm believer in if you need a tool now, buy what you buy. buy yeah. Yeah, I, I do look at the product cycles, though. You know, I say like, oh, okay, well, if it's, you know... It, if you're looking at, was it MacRumors.com? They mm-hmm. have a really good t- product timeline that gives you like average update cycles and it tells you if a product line is due for an update. So yeah, like if you're thinking about buying a new computer or a new uh, iMac or a new iPad or whatever you're thinking about new, buying new, I'd look at that and just say, okay, well, if I can wait, if they're expecting one in the next couple months and I can wait that long, then maybe it's best to wait. But if you're in a situation like this, yeah, where Becky's going to tell you exactly what happened, then you can't wait. And right. the decision's made for you. Exactly. As you guys may or may not have seen, we put up a short film on our YouTube channel called The City That Changed Your Life. It's linked in the show notes, beckyandchris.com slash podcast episode, whatever number this podcast is. And so we were working on this film and we were working with a sponsor, uh, Musicbed. They've been incredible to work with. This episode is not sponsored, but just so you know the reference. Because full transparency. Full transparency. So we were working on this film and so we're doing the film plus we agreed to do one video on their channel, which is like a behind the scenes look at the film. Correct. So we, we're kind of doing two videos simultaneously. We've been working on the film for about four months 
and the tutorial we'd been working on for about a month, I'd say. So when you're working with brands, usually collectively we decide on an upload day, a deadline, and then we kind of create a work back schedule with, um, you know, rough cut submissions so everyone can make sure that they're on the same page, that the content is okay with both parties, make sure there's no changes and things like that. So we kind of made a work back schedule with our original upload day, and then obviously the rough cut day, which is like about a week before, so we can make changes. So we were working on both these videos simultaneously, and they were pretty much both finished, edited, cut together, titles done, just about to go into color grading. And we had, was it like three or four days before it was due for rough yeah. cuts? And you, mind you, you're cutting it together on your Mac 2013 Mac Pro. Yeah, I was doing all this on my 2013 all Mac faithful. Pro. Yeah. Which so far has actually been half decent. Like it struggles in some things, but it did what I needed to do for the most part. Plus or minus some rage blackouts. <laughs> so we had about four days until the rough cuts were due. So we're about to bring it into color grading. I had a portion of the film color graded from previously, but I hadn't color graded like yeah, a, it was a big grading. project. It was a big you had project. a lot to tweak. Yeah. So I start color grading and suddenly I start seeing like pixels on my screen like splotches of splotches. colors yeah it was like red green blue every now and then like a purpley pink like weird squares weird squares all over my like digital screen. artifacts yeah and like flickering and some kind of like lines sometimes there's a bunch of different stuff but the digital pixely yeah artifacts basically was what was happening most of the time so that would happen and then my computer would shut down and i'd open it back up and i'd try to color grade again like it would just go black i'd get the pixels and then everything would just freeze Okay, so your screen would just lock up. Everything would lock up, and it sometimes wasn't like the spinning pizza ball. No pizza ball, nothing. And no, no, no couldn't use no the mouse. Kernel panic. No kernel panic. Couldn't, couldn't do the force quit thing. No kernel it panic. Just locked. Locked. But if I was playing back the video, it would continue to play the audio from the video, but everything else was locked. So it was just playing the audio, and I couldn't stop it. So I'd have to hard reboot the computer. So that happened, I would say, eight times in one hour. And I couldn't even get past, like, a portion of a clip to Ugh. color grade. So it was extremely frustrating. Meanwhile, your deadline is creeping deadline closer, closer, is looming. closer. Closer, yes. Correct. And so, I, I would always just kind of say, like, reach out to the brand and be like, hey, FYI, this happened. There's no way we could have foreseen this happening. Can we push the date a little yeah, bit? My, I, my thoughts on that are, like, it's not the brand's problem. It's my issue. And I have computers and I can figure it out. And it's if that admirable means... of you. Well, thank you. But, you know, like, I mean, that's the thing. It's, like, not their problem. I don't want to go back and move a date with a brand unless I absolutely have to. And this could have been one of those moments, but I didn't want it to be one of those moments. And so I tortured myself and you did yeah i did it was you tortured you tortured yourself so much that i was feeling bad for you because you were so stressed out yeah well it was, and it wasn't like anybody's fault but the computer you know i knew that we had computers at the house so i wasn't too stressed that my gpu died so that's what ended up happening i ended up googling it and looking it up and it was a gpu and if you guys know what a gpu is it's a graphics card in your computer and it's responsible for displaying and rendering out videos and photos on your screen and making sure that they look proper and apps like adobe premiere pro when we're color grading are really gpu intensive which means it's hard on the computer and so if your gpu is not up to scratch or it's not working then you're going to have a lot of trouble color grading so that's basically what happened to us the gpu died and we couldn't color grade and color grading for anybody who doesn't know is basically just adjusting the colors tweaking the colors to have that stylized effect um to really kind of it's like the icing on the cake the final touches on a video project i thought 
we're, we're fine. Chris has a PC. It's super powerful. I'll just use that. Everything is good. So we have one external hard drive that we use basically for travel. Chris uses it for his computer because he only has a 512 gigabyte drive and a lot of these files are massive. So we use an external drive. I grab the external drive, plug it in the computer, I transfer a 265 gigabyte project file over to the hard drive and the hard drive dies. <laughs> this is the one the only one and only external hard drive we have in How this house. How many days till deadline? Three. Okay. And we have multiple, I, mean, I guess all of our RAID towers we talked about before, those are all technically external hard drives. Right. But they're formatted as a software RAID configuration that's only compatible with Apple. So we couldn't just, we tried to plug it into, our, into my PC laptop just to see if it would work and it didn't recognize it, of course. So... It's not like we could just plug them in there and just continue to work. So that was that was the issue. Yeah. So RAID wasn't compatible with the PC. Our external drive was dead. My Mac Pro was dead. So I had no way to edit this project on Chris's PC. So my last resort was my 2018 MacBook Pro, which I thought when I bought it was going to be a game changer because everybody said the MacBook Pro is really good for editing. Guess what? Not for 4K. It's not for 4K and definitely not for like GoPro footage and DJI like drone footage. Yeah, HEVC wreaks havoc on it. Yeah, doesn't work. So here I am, 13-inch MacBook Pro, got the RAID Which plugged in. at least in. it would work with the RAID tower. It works with so the RAID tower. access so all the files well. I was able to open the project, and the project is really complicated. I don't know what it is about this, like, CineScope aspect ratio, but it fucking, like, it is a nightmare to work in for whatever reason. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the ratio. It's It could be the ratio. Every project I've ever used with that ratio, I've had issues but with. But every project you've used that ratio for have always been the most complex projects that you've ever done. Yeah, Reference that's true. Cold Island. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very complex project. Very Lots complex. of stuff going on. Lots so of could layers. Just be that. But with that said, that could be, yeah. who knows? Yeah. So anyway, so I plug in the RAID, open the project, has to be rendered, playing back at 8th quality not doing so great. She's struggling, but I'm getting by through the color grading. So I'm color grading. I realize that my monitor is not calibrated. So I break up the Spider 3, which is old, 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 to calibrate my monitor. That was from like 2015. Yeah. That was back right when everything was jumping to 30, from 32-bit to 64-bit. Mm -hmm. And now the software is no longer supported. Correct. <laughs> so Classic. not only is the software not supported, I finally find old drivers that I can boot up this thing and, and manage to get through the calibration. However, uh, you found old drivers like in the in an old download folder. In an old somewhere. download folder, except for the disk. <laughs> Remember disks? Yeah. Was missing from the case where the spider was with our license key on it. Oh, with the with the serial number. Serial number yeah, and the yeah, license yeah, yeah. key. So anyway, I ended up finding that in like an old email, uh -huh. which was like so. This took me hours. Like we're like. This is three days before this is due. I have no calibrated monitor. My video is not color graded. My computer is slow as shit. I get the monitor calibrated finally after fucking around with it for a few hours. And then I realized that the 13 inch display is really small. When you're color grading, like when I'm color grading, I have my program window up. I have my scopes up. I have my parade up. I have my lumetric color panel on the side. I've got like multiple um, adjustment layers. layers and stuff. So 13 inches is when you're used to two 27 inch displays. Yeah. 13 inches struggling. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just plug my monitor in. Like, it's not no the big size, deal. Becky. What? It's not the size, Becky. <laughs> anyway, so I, I was like, I'll just plug my monitor in. Whatever. Monitor doesn't work. <laughs> I tried dongles. I tried cables. Dongles on dongles on dongles? It 
nothing worked. Oh I was like, fuck this. I'm done with Meanwhile, this. You're like two days from the deadline. I and you haven't made any progress. No progress. And I was like, I don't even know how long it's going to take to export this. And you're so. charting how slow you're going with the slow computer. And you're realizing I'm not going to make my deadline. Yeah. So I'm panicking. So I go and order like a lacy drive for Chris's computer. Cause I thought if I can get this drive here tomorrow or the next day, it, that gives me like 12 hours to transfer everything over, color grade on Chris's computer, export it, and we're good to go. So I order the drive. The next day, I get a notification that I used the wrong card. I basically had an old card that was fra- like that had gotten canceled because of fraudulent activity. And so the payment didn't go through. Therefore, the Lacey drive did not get chipped. So <laughs> I was like, I'm fucked. So during all of this time, we decided, shag this, we're going to order the Mac Pro. Right. So we're like two... So you, you ordered this a couple days before It this. was like two or three days before, and we're yeah. like, we'll just order the Mac Pro. We'll get the rough cut out, and then when it comes, we'll be able to finish the whole video, no issues. So we order the Mac Pro. We finally order the Lacey Drive. It's on its way. So I'm trying to basically finalize this rough cut, kind of half-graded, but it's, you know, it's a rough cut, so it's fine. It doesn't yeah. need to be perfect. So suddenly, I get a kernel panic. Is this on your laptop? On my laptop, my Mac laptop. So what a kernel panic, what that looks like, it's basically like the blue screen of death for Windows is like a black screen of death on Apple. It's like you get like the big black screen with the big gray power logo and it says your computer restarted because of a problem and it's in a bit, bunch of different languages. Kernel panic, five times <laughs> in a row. And I was like, I'm going to fucking die. I was having, I had the most craziest rage headache I've ever had in my entire life for an entire week. It was all computer related. So... I had the kernel panic. So I'm like, I'm fucked. So I was like, well, all I can do now at this point is like update everything, update Premiere, update my, like any software updates I could do, but I wasn't about to update to Catalina because I knew that I was going to have issues. So I was hanging out on High Sierra, thank God, updated everything, restarted the computer, left it alone, opened the project, left it, walked away from it for like five hours because I was dying, came back and managed to get it to a point where it was like looking like a video rough kind of something acceptable for a rough cut it was yeah it was fine for rough cut so i export the video from my 13 inch macbook pro it took two hours and 45 minutes and i we're don't forget we're doing two videos as well so both videos had to be exported the lacy drive shows up so i'm fine now because i know at least i have a lacy drive i can is it even called lacy I don't know. I, I always thought it was Lakai, but people I've heard people say Lacey. Okay. Well, whatever. The orange drives. Mm-hmm. Transfer the 256 gigabyte entire file folder onto the hard drive. Open it up on Chris's computer. Of course, there's files missing because they're on the other RAID thing. So I have to go back and forth and I'm transferring files over and it's a freaking mess. It takes me like a day to like, because for Consolidate whatever, the project. Yeah, for whatever reason, the package files thing the project in Premiere, manager like, in Premiere doesn't, doesn't work. work. Yeah. yeah. This happens... But I'm, like, feeling good because I'm, like, okay, I can work on this on Chris's computer for the meantime. Mac Pro is going to be here in, like, two days. I'm tracking my Mac Pro. This is, like, a week before the videos go up. I'm tracking my Mac Pro, and it says delivery by end of day. So I'm feeling good because I've got, like, five days now. By the time the computer gets here, at the end of the day, I get it set up. I get all my apps in. I get everything transferred over. I got, like, four or five days to finalize this video on my new computer. Best kind. So Wednesday comes and goes, and the computer doesn't show up delivery by end of day turns into what was it schedule delivery no it says delivery date not available and then the apple page said delivery soon the package says it's in buffalo it's been scanned in buffalo twice and i watched the ups truck drive up and down the street and not stop on at our house on the day of delivery so we reach out to ups ups is like that package was never out for delivery and i was like 
what? <laughs> Where is my Mac Pro? I just dropped like 11 grand on a computer and it's lost in Buffalo somewhere. So, And I have a, I have two videos that are due in like five days. Oh, yeah. When I saw it, then there was an exclamation point oh that appeared god. next to it saying, we're currently trying, we're attempting to locate your package. I, I was, was like, like, oh my god, your package got stolen. At this point, I'm stressed as fuck, but I'm also laughing because I knew that something like that was going to happen. Watch now. That's going to get lost and dig get lost. So... <laughs> freaking out so i'm trying to finish this video i've got the lacy drive i'm, I'm color grading on your pc which was a joy actually it was very nice to work on that was a lifesaver that computer i'm so happy we had that computer because i would have been fucked <laughs> in the meantime we ended up reaching out to apple to see what they could do so we could start like a claim basically because right. and at this, this point missing. they had no idea where it was no it was missing for three days at that point yeah yeah. Like there, there's no, it's like, do we just wait and wait and wait? Like at what point do you pull the trigger and say, look, you need to send us a new computer. Right. And even if let's say they decided, yes, it was missing, but we, we're going to issue a new one. They would then have to build a custom, build a new computer, which would take a week. Yeah. Plus ship it to us, which may take up to another week. Right. So you're looking at another two weeks and we'd be way past our deadline then. Yeah. So we called the Apple store and we're like. This is Friday now. We're yeah. calling the Apple store because Wednesday, it was Thursday, Friday, Friday right. afternoon. Oh, we it, was, called the it, Apple was store. Supposed, it was July 4th. No, July, no, it was 3rd. July 3rd. Yeah. You call and you were off that day. So you right. called the Apple store because I was having a fucking freak out because yeah. I was losing my shit stress right and they it. worked with us they were very they accommodating were, they were very patrick at the walden galleria apple store shout out man yeah very helpful Super. he was basically just like yeah we'll just loan you an, uh, one of our imax if that do you think that because i told him we were like look we have this deadline that's basically over the weekend mm -hmm. we're hoping to have this computer that was supposed to be delivered earlier the week which is now going into the weekend a long holiday weekend we have no setup here that can make this work yeah we, we like could, we were using your laptop we, yeah we have a laptop fine, yeah but like that was just for we had only transferred this over was a, one video this we was did a not temporizing measure yeah yeah because to transfer over the video and make sure you get all the files it's just it's just a nuisance yeah you've already got all the files available on your raid tower so right. he he was good he was he said okay well how about if we lend you an imac pro yeah he basically said like you have to pay for it but you can return it for full refund no pop no problem yeah and he was like this is the best one we have at the store it was like a $5,000 iMac Pro. Yeah, 5100 and change. Yeah. So we're like, okay, like that's a solution. So we drive out to the Galleria. I like to call it the Diarrhea Mall, by the way. <laughs> Remember that shoes video? It's just shoes. Yeah. Get some shit. Galleria, diarrhea. Do you remember that <laughs> that's part? Why you think that's why I call that. it Diarrhea Mall. Yeah. Anyway, the Galleria, that's like a common just term. Well, it's Diarrhea like there's now. The Galleria gosh. Mall in Houston, Texas was the big mall. You mean Diarrhea Mall? Sure. Yeah. So we drive out <laughs> to the Diarrhea Mall. And we pick up the iMac Pro, and this is Saturday. No, this is Friday now. So Friday, we talk to Patrick. We get the iMac Pro from the Diarrhea Mall. We get it home. I just finish what I'm doing on your computer. I finish the video on your computer. Yeah, I still you have the color video grading done. Get the color grading done. I still have the second video to finish. So we're doing two videos. So the next day is July 4th, Saturday. We have Saturday, Sunday, and Monday to finish the videos. Because we want to get the files uploaded and to them by Monday daytime, not Tuesday morning, the day of right. the upload. And just before we move on, you could have edited all that on my computer. Mm -hmm. But you being very familiar with Apple shortcuts and just the slight interface differences are more efficient on, your, on an Apple computer. Yeah. So, yeah, you could have done it on my laptop because um, the hardware is fast enough speed-wise. But it's just your familiarity with OS, with the Apple OS. Right. Yeah. The kind of silver lining to this was that we actually got to try this iMac Pro out 
and really, because that's kind of the point of the story, is that we ended up getting the iMac Pro for a week and a half. We set it up. And after the videos were done and published and out into the world, we actually got to do some tests to see how it stacked up once the Mac Pro arrived, which it finally did. Well, you got to, com- yeah. So the Mac Pro finally arrives like a few days later. Yeah, it was like we get it it was six or seven days late. Right. But you got to try, realistically, you tried five computers in a very short period of time. Yeah. Including your old Mac Pro. Correct. Yeah. You tried your Mac Pro, your old MacBook Pro, my laptop, the iMac Pro, and then your new Mac Pro. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of have an idea of where all those pieces of hardware fall. Yeah. So the 2013 Mac Pro obviously is, is garbage now. Yep. The 2018 MacBook Pro is even slower. It's even slower than the 2013 Mac Pro. Yeah. Which I guess that makes sense because there's way more cores and we have way more RAM. and Now you've be able to compare, I guess, the th- of the three modern computers, my laptop from last year, mm-hmm. um, which is a Razer 50, Blade 15 with uh, NVIDIA... 2080 graphics card. 2080 RTX Studio graphics card. Correct. Not, and, R- not Studio Edition. It's RTX. Oh, okay. Um, so that <laughs> compared with the iMac Pro mm-hmm. with the... Was it the Radeon... Had a 16 gig... Radeon graphics card in it? Yeah, not, it's not the same type of graphics card we have in the Mac Pro, but it was... The a, Mac Pro one is the Radeon Vega, Pro Vega 2 mm-hmm. with 32 gigs of RAM, correct. single GPU. Yeah. But yeah, comparing them all, like how'd you, how'd you find them all stacked up? Yeah, I mean, the the your PC was really fast to edit on. There, I had a little bit of a bottleneck. What I'm thinking is just going over the... through like the hard drive with the USB. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the RAID towers are just faster. Could be, but if it's start-stop playing stuff like that, um, I do find that my laptop lags a little bit. I think that it's still a lot of the encode decode functions of viewing video, compressed video files is still handled by the pro- internal processor. Right. So I think that that might be a rate limiting step because I think the GPU is like a lot higher. It's proportionally, I think the GPU is like maxed way out compared to the rest of the specs in that computer. Because yeah. the rest of the specs in the computer, um, it's got a pretty standard processor and the RAM I think is like, it's like 16 gigs of RAM, which isn't a whole right. lot compared to your, what, 196 gigs 92, or something. 192. <laughs> well, I guess, like, surface level, what I found was, like, working on your laptop, it was pretty fast, didn't drop a lot of frames, could pretty much play back 4K unrendered full quality, had a few drop frames. I dropped it down to half, just faster. Just mouse, everything felt faster with it. The screen is really sharp. The yeah, colors look nice really good. It's really nice. And the 15-inch is way more usable than a 13-inch. You're looking at, yeah, it's two inches bigger in a you know, a diagonal measurement, but the real improvement is the, is the, is the screen real estate from the higher pixel density. Mm-hmm. Cause this, this was sort of, this is a 4k display. Yeah. So you're getting a full 4k resolution on your display. So everything can be smaller and still you can pack That's more exactly in. That's exactly it. Yeah. I could just pack more in. So that was nice. The keyboard commands were really challenging and I don't know how to use windows at all. So I only stayed in premiere and it was fine, <laughs> but like Actually, I did like, you know, when you go alt tab and you get the screen, I like how big, how all the screens come up and it's not just the icons. That's kind of cool. But we're not talking about windows. We're talking about performance. So um, that was cool. Like color grading was really fast. Um, The iMac Pro was surprisingly good. I was um, impressed by it, actually. I thought it was going to be worse than it was, but I was happy to see that it can't like i felt like it stacked up to its pro name i did have a couple of issues that i was having on my 2013 mac pro um kind of like sometimes what would happen is like i'd play back footage 4k full quality unrendered and i'd hit play and it would play and then i'd hit stop and it wouldn't stop it would just keep playing for like a long period of time and then it would stop it was like there's a lag between like your computer had to catch up yeah and that was that happened a lot on the mac pro 
2013 Mac Pro, which used to drive me bonkers. I used to get rageful and like hit the keyboard. Yeah. That was happening on the iMac Pro, which pissed me off. Like it shouldn't have been happening. Yeah. So, but other than that, I was able to p pretty much play back full quality on render 4K m minus a few drop frames here and, and did there. Did that happen on my laptop? Yeah, it did. I think once. Okay. Or so, twice. would you say that the iMac Pro and my laptop were of similar performance? I think your laptop played back footage better. I don't know. Are you able to shuttle fast forward on your computer? Because I couldn't really shuttle well on the iMac Pro. I can go like one or two clicks. Yeah, that's what this... You could go one click or two clicks and yeah. then it was done. But not on GoPro footage. No. My yeah. new Mac Pro, I can go like 4x speed and at full quality 4K unrendered and it's... That's excellent. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... I feel like, you know... The iMac Pro and the and my laptop are probably of similar, yeah, usability. I think the iMac Pro would have been fine, yeah, with but I think I still would have been frustrated with some of it. And I never got to. It's like my biggest gripe with my old computer was that I couldn't have Lightroom and Premiere open at the same time. I couldn't even have Premiere and Chrome open at the same time. And there's a lot of times where I come back up, I dump my cards in Lightroom, I have. Um, Chrome open, I'm looking for music, and then I got Premiere open because I want to edit while I'm dumping cards because I'm waiting for my cards to dump. So I got to do something, might as well edit. Yeah. Could never do that. No, and that would lock the system up. Yeah. Dumping for some reason, which doesn't really make any sense because, and I always thought it was like a, you're writing to the disk, therefore you're unable to access files simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's not the case because you're using the same RAID towers now, which all have very big high transfer speeds. Mm -hmm read and write speeds right and now you can dump and do stuff so when i was looking for a computer i want that's like i wanted something that was powerful enough for that so like day to day maybe the mac pro that i got might be more powerful than just for normal video editing but for multitasking that's what i was looking for to be able i want a computer that will be able to handle that stuff the imac pro i'm not 100 percent sure i had a couple of things open and it was kind of fine but like i think in a couple of years even if we ever shot raw footage or ever did anything 8k it's not future proof I it's not think. future proof no so i guess like for the time being maybe for the next couple of years it'd be fine but yeah and who knows where that goes like who knows if a company will come out or whatever camera using will start shooting prores raw or prores and we start shooting that and then all of a sudden we get the afterburner card mm -hmm. that can improve exactly you know offload a lot of that those tasks to that so i think you have a lot more options with the mac pro yeah well like you said like you can upgrade it too right which is nice like it's customizable yeah um i think the imac pro might be but obviously like when you can open up your full computer and yeah. see everything installing that ram was very easy so easy on the mac pro yeah, just totally. literally just take the 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 facade the shell off pop the old ram out put the new ram in one issue i did see with the imac pro was the contrast on the screen that we could not get rid of oh yeah remember that, I feel that? Like that was like a it was like um I don't know if it was like a Catalina thing. I think it was like a P3 display. Sorry, something. something about the wide gamut mm -hmm. messed with everything. And I think people were having issues with it online. Yeah. But that was like dated way back last year. Yeah, it didn't seem like there were any like solutions for it. I'm which not sure is if like... a hardware calibrator would have fixed it. Because that's something else we couldn't use the, the Spider 3. Right. Because um, Catalina operating system dropped all support for old 32-bit apps like so we had to go buy another calibrator i know so yeah so then, yeah this has been a very expensive month for us it has been a very expensive month. <laughs> and now the a7s3 is rumored to come out at the end of the month oh like fuck i need more <laughs> make more money there you go we also did render tests too we did yeah before we took the imac back today are we going to talk about the results of that we t we took the film the vancouver film that we did which was like a 10 minute and some second film yeah this is the same film that took two hours and 40 minutes to export from my macbook pro right two hours and 40 minutes 
very complex project, multiple adjustment layers, multiple uh, multiple cuts, yeah, multiple layers of motion sound, graphics, motion graphics, all sorts titles. of stuff, yeah, in various media, um, and it took on the the best performing computer was the Mac Pro. No, the new Mac Pro, the new Mac Pro. No, um, no surprise there. What was it, like 11, 11 minutes, 15 seconds for the new Mac Pro. So a little bit slower than real time, mm -hmm. but it was a fairly complex project. Yeah. The next was the Razer Blade 15, my my uh, laptop mm -hmm. from last year. And price point is $3,000. Right. And that was 13 minutes, 23 seconds. So just about two minutes slower, which is not a lot. And then the iMac Pro came in last at 14 minutes, 14 seconds. Yeah, and that's the $5,000 And that's $5,100. Yeah. Yeah. I think the best value is the PC, hands down. I think so, too. Because you're getting middle of the road. It's It came in second, but it's the cheapest by far. Yeah, you're getting a big-ish display, high-resolution, touchscreen, portability, but you're giving up the operating system for windows right and, and you're giving up some other things too if you're used to using windows and you're fine with it that's fine too yeah. but like when i switched over to that i still to this day have not been able to get Betaflight to recognize my fpv drones yeah i still use your back laptop mm -hmm. because you plug things in it just works i've tried reinstalling the usb drivers i've tried all these driver fixes i've yeah. it, i spent hours on it and i just <laughs> it just doesn't work yeah that's the thing with me too like I, I'm not overly interested in spending time tinkering with my computers. Like, I yeah. just want them to work. Time is money. And I, I'm not familiar with Windows, really. Like, the last time I even built anything was in college. We had to, like, put RAM and stuff in computers, and we worked on PCs and stuff. But that was in 2007, so things have changed. But, I, yeah, I just want something to work. And I know everyone talks about workflow, and you can get used to Windows and stuff. But, like, we travel with an Apple I travel with an Apple laptop. I've got an Apple desktop. I've got a Mac mini as like a server. I use iPhones. Yeah, you're vested in the system. I'm vested in the system. And I know everyone talks about AirDrop, but like honestly, AirDrop. I use AirDrop multiple times a day, sending photos and files back and forth from my computer to my phone or from one computer to another computer. It just, to give that up alone. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've networked your computer with my computer. So I've, I know how to transfer all those files. Right. And I've gotten Snapjob to work finally. The issue was is that I was using a shared hardwire internet connection from your computer, which was uh, messing with Snapjob, Snapdrop yeah. finding. I just the, don't want to learn how to, I don't want to have to relearn how to use yeah, a computer. You know what I mean? Enough. Like, cause yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's just at and this point. And so if point, that premium is worth it to you, then great. Yeah. But with that said, it's the def best, definitely the best bang for your buck. Yeah. But the iMac Pro worked really well. Um, I mean, still, you're talking about 14 minutes versus, you know, yeah, you're getting a minutes? you're getting a 27 inch monitor. You're getting it's like a small footprint. It looks cute on your yeah. desk, and it's fast. The Razer Blade was 13 minutes 23 seconds. The iMac Pro was 14 minutes 14 seconds. So one minute render difference. The iMac Pro, great computer, um, half the cost, less than half the cost of the Mac Pro, um, and you know, you're really you're comparing 14 minute render time to 11 minute render time. Yeah. No, we didn't try multitasking, like um, rendering out no. 360 footage or anything like that. And I think we've said it before, probably on the vlog that yeah, render times are not everything. You render a video like once or twice a week mm -hmm. and it's two or three minutes difference. Once or twice a week doesn't really add up to a whole lot, but what it does represent, it's a surrogate for how everything else works too. You're the, 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 the user interface is just snappier. You could edit faster on the Mac Pro mm -hmm. and everything's that much faster. So if you can improve your entire workflow by like 15% yeah. speed wise, that's worth something. Yeah, for sure. We must've been talking for two hours. 
we are at one hour, 11 minutes. All right. So I think we beat that topic to death. Yeah. The moral it's, of the story is buy the best computer that you can afford. He is that you can afford. And stop hating on women in tech. <laughs> stop or, abusing or women young in, people. Or young people. Or people who look young. Sorry. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to talk about tech and camera gear with dudes. And I sometimes I think dudes don't want to talk to me about that stuff. Well, maybe they don't. So should we finish this episode up with a round of That's Deadly? Hell yes. That's freaking that deadly. That's no, freaking deadly. It's been a while. We're really bad at being consistent on this podcast. I by know. The way. Uh, our whole brand is being inconsistent, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Good excuse. <laughs> our brand is inconsistency. Okay, so that is, that's freaking deadly for me. I know what it is. Do you remember? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Hold on. Don't tell me. <laughs> You're doing a dead face? Yeah, dead. New Orleans. Oh, yes, 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 I know. Okay. All right. So that's... <laughs> I'll tell you a little story here. We won't, we won't drag this out because no, it's already been over Please tell me a story. Now. Doing story, that voice. The story is... Yes. I'm at work. Mm-hmm. This is at the hospital okay. in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through the hospital, hungry. Are you wearing your nice tight-ass scrubs? Ass scrubs. Yes. I'm wearing... You look great in those. Nor- <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Are you wearing a scrub cap? Yes, with skulls on it. Toit. <laughs> so I'm walking to the hospital, hungry, because I forgot my lunch. What again. happened to the voice? I, what do you mean? This is the same You're voice? You're doing it, the voice. Okay, the voice. Walking through the hospital, hungry, okay. mm-hmm. because I forgot my lunch. I can't hear you. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> I see the vending machine that has snacks in it. Dun, dun, dun. The snack vending machine. Wait. The snack vending machine. Yes. What's the other alternative? The beverage vending machine. Oh, the Pepsi machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Pepsi, the Kleenex machine. <laughs> but there's multiple brands of tissues. Why do you call it the Kleenex machine? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my, uh, that's my um, comparison. Uh, so the snack vending machine. First slot, A0. I'll always remember you because <laughs> it's the first time I tried it. Okay. I locked eyes with the bag. It was, it was all black mm-hmm. with metallic voodoo dolls on it mm-hmm. and it was new orleans voodoo style chips never seen this before they don't have this in canada they o- don't have it in the grocery store here either only noticed it in this vending machine i was like what the hell is that so i was intrigued because I, all i could see was new orleans voodoo style so i was like i have to have it i have to try it you're really brave see you're like re- adventurous with your flavors you like to try a new chip flavor i'd always go tried and true because like what if you spend your one dollar and 50 cents and you buy the chips and they suck that's the difference between you and i we've talked about this before with when we're eating out at restaurants you will always go with tried Chicken and true nuggets. because you always think of the worst case scenario where what if i buy what if i spend my money on something that's not as good as as what i know is good that's what i was worried about the mac pro right but me i'm always looking at glass half full i'm like what if i spend my money what if there's an alternative out there that's better than what i always get and i'll never know about that better alternative have you been really disappointed before yeah but you know what <laughs> what i now have the best snacks you don't ever. F- you don't feel like you've like wasted an opportunity to eat something delicious nope, when I you get some shit the fullest that's why you and i are good compliments to each other yeah i keep you like from doing some real crazy shit and you make me more adventurous. But you know what? what? Buying voodoo chips was not one of those things. No. And it, was the it right paid call. off. Hit the jackpot. Tried it. It's the perfect blend of barbecue with mm-hmm. salt and vinegar and just maybe cheese. Maybe. All I don't know. All dressed. It's like all dressed, but different. All dressed chips are Canadian chips, but recently I've been seeing them in America, except for not recently. They're delicious if you ever get the chance to try all dressed chips. They're pretty good. So companion to this, mm-hmm. I was so tickled by the voodoo <clears throat> chips. Mm-hmm that 
I brought home. I bought like four bags then and brought them home to you. You did. To try them. And you, of course, love them too. They're delicious. Yeah. So then also, we, the bag is cool. Yeah. So then we ordered, we went online and ordered a big sampler pack from whatever, what's the brand name called? Zaps. Yeah. So this is not sponsored. Not sponsored. Actually, I'm pretty sure a lot of, one of my buddies messaged me saying like, was that a sponsored post? Did you sell your soul for a carton of chips? I'm like, no, I bought these chips. <laughs> I, I would say if it was a sponsored post. Yeah. By the way, for the, yeah. If you ever watch any of our videos and you're thinking it's sponsored if we don't disclose it it's not sponsored we will always disclose if we've been given a product or paid for a product or for any anything there you go right so we bought a sampler pack but we made sure to buy the sampler pack that had at the least voodoo in one it. fifth of the samples as voodoo yeah because they're they're awesome and yeah, we you wanted know, to have the voodoo wouldn't because you know we want to have a little sample a whole freaking carton of them showed up no voodoo no voodoo and you know what wasn't freaking deadly the fact that there was no voodoo you know it was freaking deadly. Don't say plain. Plain chips were really good. <laughs> Don't say plain. Dude, they were really good plain chips. No. All the flavors were really good. Oh, salt no. and vinegar was really good. Reason for divorce hey, likes listen. plain chips. Listen, anyway, so that's my, I, that's my that's freaking deadly. But listen, you said reason for divorce, but Chris, we bought that big box of plain chips. Big box of chips. Who would eat the leftovers that you don't want? The garbage can. This is the best part. So what's is your, that I what's eat your the ones that deadly? you don't like. <laughs> okay. My friggin' deadly is a poncho that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blanket poncho. It's called a camp poncho. It's from REI. Not sponsored. I pay for it. Last year, my friend Lindsay sent me a picture of this poncho and said, I need this. And I said, I need this. But I didn't buy it because it was kind of expensive. I have been thinking about it for one year. And then it was like Google or not Google, but it was like whatever bot trolls your shit for like ads and stuff it's like it embedded into my brain it was like oh remember last year when you liked this poncho bitch here it is on facebook <laughs> and i was like oh my god i have to have it so i bought it and it's incredible it's basically like a quilted blanket but it's a poncho and it snaps up at the neck and it has a hood and it has these like arm handles it comes arm down handles yeah it comes down past my legs it's friggin deadly and it's gray and like a, this like mushroomy, creamy color Something on Something you take inside. out to the woods. Something you take out to the woods next to fire or whatever, you know? Yeah. So I bought it for myself. And then I bought my mom and my sister one for their birthdays because it's cold in Newfoundland. And I figured they'd like it. Have they got them yet? Yes, yeah, bye. They got them. My sister, she goes out in her hammock with it on all the time. With <laughs> fire great. in that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, well, good I, think, out in the woods. I think that we've uh, dragged this on for, for long enough. I just like talking to you. I as well. Also, this environment is Yeah, so let's, let's revisit the environment now because you know we started the podcast with Describe the Environment. You and know what's deadly in this environment? Yeah, so since we started the podcast, it is now pitch black at night. Mm -hmm. We've still it's got the fire. 10.34 p.m. we still got the fire. we still got the lanterns. Mm -hmm. But something else we've noticed is I look out to the dark yard and there's lightning bugs. Lightning bugs. bugs. Or yeah. as people also call them. Louis the lightning bug. Not Larry the lightning bug that you said the other day. <laughs> Lewis. Lewis the lightning bug. What else do they call them? Larry? Um, they call them fireflies. Oh, yeah. Fireflies. Yeah. I've never seen fireflies in my life till I moved here. Yeah. They're magical, aren't I they? I thought they were fake. I didn't think they were a real thing. No, they're real. They're real. Yeah. Well, clearly. Look at them. Yeah. There's lovely. one right there behind you a few minutes ago. Magical. All right. So with that, I think we'll end it here. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed this rant about tech and other things. Yeah. And if you have any suggestions for topics, hit us up on Twitter at Becky and Chris. Just tweet us and be like, hey, motherfuckers, you guys should talk about this thing on the podcast. That's exactly how they should say it. Yeah. My swearing gets worse as the night goes on. True. All right. All right. Let's end it. See you in the next one.